Rough Show. Here I am back in the chair again. Man, radio is like a drug. You can't get away from it. There should be radio rehab. I feel hungover right now. Oh, well, no matter how bad it is, I have to put it all in perspective. Things could be worse. I could be Bill Cosby. Exiled by society, friends, lovers, and terrestrial radio. A guy with literally nothing left to lose. For 14 years, he's been telling it like it is. This is the zip code famous Michael Groff Show. Thinking about it, what has changed since our last broadcast? Well, I see Islam is going nuts again. More than a dozen dead. Lots of people injured. France, huge terrorist attack. Violence has erupted. Protests all over the place. French president asking for calm. Lots of women coming forward accusing Bill Cosby of doing all sorts of terrible things. Yet more women coming forward. I, I see Bill Cosby actually made an appearance in Ontario. He had to run to Canada. That's about the only place. People are so polite, they'll still accept him there. Oh, we won't care you're a pedophile It doesn't matter. You, you raped 40 women. That's in the States, huh? You're still a good guy. As long as you like hockey, we don't carry. So, I don't know. And then um, Roger Goodell is a terrible commissioner. Okay, none of these things are new. So, I can't really think of much that's changed. Oh, the gas prices. There we go. That's something new. Gas prices are down under two bucks a gallon now over at the Circle K by my house. I, I hate doing gas prices radio, but... They are down to about a buck ninety-one a gallon. This is one of those things too. I I I tell you this. I hear on the radio. There's there are shows people are. Uh, what are the gas prices like in your neighborhood? I see they're dropping again. As hack radio hosts do the what's the gas price in your neighborhood bit, and then somebody inevitably calls it. Uh, yeah, gas prices are down to a buck eighty a gallon where I live. And somebody else goes, well, there's still $2.15 over here uh, by my house. I mean, it's like the worst kind of radio. So I, I'm sorry if I started going down that road, but that is something that's different. That's something new. Actually, there's a lot going on. It's uh, the zip code famous Michael Graff Show. Thanks once again for joining us. I'm back, and for some reason, you're back here listening to me. I don't know why, but I appreciate it. Uh, groffshow at gmail.com is the email address for this show. It's groffshow at gmail.com. That's also our PayPal address for your most generous contributions. Michaelgroff.com for everything else Michael Graff related. And you can um, subscribe there so that every time we do a brand new show, you'll get the email notifications whenever that might be. And uh, I, I think that works. If I understand correctly, that is working. I haven't actually tested it. There's a lot of things uh, still, you know, still working out the bugs on the site. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get that all up and running and and taken care of. All right. Meanwhile, the big story of the week is that radical Islamic fundamentalism strikes again. A terrorist attack in France. Uh, Twelve people slain at a Paris newspaper. French police are hunting for two heavily armed individuals, two suspects, one of whom a former pizza delivery uh, guy 
I like how in the story, by the way, they, they say he has a fondness for rap. That's like, that's a big part of the story. I don't know why. It's just, I'm glad that we include his, uh, he included his musical taste in there. They're considered armed and dangerous. They're still on the loose, at least as of a few hours ago, according to uh, reports here. French President uh, Holland is uh, asking for uh, residents and tourists to remain calm. He's calling for tolerance. Yeah, because that's real likely. That's real likely. The French people are known for their incredible tolerance. Some of the most anti-Semitic people but, you know, it's hard to ask for tolerance um, from a group of people that have just been hit by a terrorist attack when, frankly, um, there has been a growing anti-Islamic sentiment all across many of the European Union nations over the past decade or so. People have been afraid of something just like this happening. And, you know, this all started because this newspaper... And, and using the word newspaper is a little weird because this newspaper is basically a, a satire, a satirical paper. It's kind of like The Onion. The Onion, for those of you that don't know, here in the U.S., we have something called The Onion. It's a, again, it's a humorous, uh, satirical, like ironic newspaper. They poke fun and do parody of various news stories. The French apparently have an equivalent and uh, they did a spoof on Islam and then they get attacked. That's pretty much how it went down. A couple of guys decided that they were just going to blow it up. And you might remember, uh, what was it, about 10 years ago now, some political cartoonist in Europe did the same thing. He did a, a, a comic with a depiction of Mohammed in it, and there was just a huge backlash, huge violence from the radical Islamic fundamentalist community. And that went on for, God, for weeks we heard about that. But yeah, this French president asking for calm. Good luck with that. Because people are freaked out now. Anytime you do any sort of spoof on Islam, this is the kind of thing you have to worry about. And this is exactly what the French and like a lot of people in Europe are worried about right now. And um, there was a story, I even wrote about this on Twitter a week or two ago. There's a story even from Germany where there's a growing anti-Islamic sentiment, a growing nationalist movement in Germany. And we all remember what happened the last time Germany had a big nationalist movement. About what, uh, 80, 85 years ago? That worked out real well. So this is something that it's very, very polarizing. Islam, a radical Islamic fundamentalist, and I know people are going to write in or say, Mike, it's, it's just a very small section of Islam that's like this. I know that. But the problem is, it's an extremely radical, extremely violent section. And the other part that's very concerning to a lot of people is that there's not a lot of condemnation that comes from the Islamic community when things like this happen. I mean, I have not heard any Muslim clerics come out or any you know high-ranking Muslim officials coming out and saying things like, uh, but we condemn this. This is horrific. Anybody that would do this in the name of Islam, they're not really Islamic. You don't hear that. Now, sure, maybe that's been said someplace. Have not seen it yet. And this is a couple of days old now, this story. Still haven't seen that. And whenever these things happen... In fact, half the time we see people cheering. We hear about people that are 
happy that things like this happen in the Islamic community. And that's why there is such an anti-Islamic sentiment. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just telling you that's why it is the way it is. You know, I'm not a theologist. I'm not a real religious guy. I'm sort of a religious free agent, an agnostic. Um, I'm just waiting for something to come along that proves itself to be the religion or the, the true faith or the, you know, if Jesus showed up, if something happened, if some miracle happened, if something actually proved itself, I would completely back that religion. Until then, I just see it all as sort of a, I don't know, a hocus pocus, you know? I keep an open mind. I'm waiting. So I don't know what the right religion is. I don't know what's right. But I do know that anybody that kills somebody else or injures someone else or causes violence and disruption of other people's lives in the name of religion, I know that's wrong. And that's why whenever I hear about this radical Islamic fundamentalism, this Wahhabist sort of Islam, I always get, it just makes my blood boil that anyone could possibly defend this kind of act. Well, you know, uh, and when I say defend it, by the way, I mean the people that are diehard Muslims, the, the Muslim clerics, the leaders in the Islamic community that sit back and say nothing. Because saying nothing is the same as condoning it. Your silence says more than anything. Silence is the loudest form of condoning. It really is. It's like by saying nothing, you're telling us all, ah, well, hey, it's all right. We're cool with it. So that's why I just cringe at these kinds of stories. And then when I hear countries are getting, you know, really uh, weary of Islamic individuals, I, I can understand why. It's not right, but... We understand it, you know, uh, in Russia, they have had a huge surge in Islamic terrorism over the last 15 to 20 years. This is something that they've been dealing with for a long time. Of course, obviously, Israel has and places in the Middle East. But I mean, even in Russia and across portions of Europe and, you know, um, you look at uh, the terrorist attacks in London and Madrid Obviously, here in the United States, you look at the fact that across the world, every day, dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of people are killed in the name of Islam. And I know that other religions have their violence and their radicals. Christianity certainly uh, has had its long history. But, you know, here in this modern 21st century time period, um, I don't often hear about Christians running out and just suicide bombing. I don't hear about Buddhists that run out and, and just start killing people. Not to say that it doesn't happen at all, ever, because I know when now that I've said that, somebody's going to link me a story, oh, Christian guy kills an abortion doctor. Yeah, I know, that happens. I know that happens. And I know that there's, there's rifts within the, the Buddhist uh, community. But when we think about terrorism, who's, what's the first thing we think about? We think about Al-Qaeda. We think about ISIS, which has now emerged. We think about Hezbollah. We think about, well, generally speaking, 
we're thinking mostly about Islamic terrorism. That's what we're thinking about. And it's the one of the largest, if not the largest religion on planet Earth. The fastest growing, certainly. And it's one that has a lot of people freaked out. And it's a hotly debated topic right now across the European Union countries. What to do about it. And there's really nothing you can do. I mean, what are you going to do? You start deporting Muslims, uh, executing. I mean, what are you going to do? There's not much you can do. The only thing you can do really is try and cut down on people's civil liberties and personal freedoms. And I hope Europeans aren't dumb enough to fall for that like we are here in the U.S. Because here in the U.S., I mean, we've played the clips time and again where people are willing to sacrifice their freedoms so that they can feel a little safer. This is a story. It's not going away. There's going to be a lot of updates on it. And uh, certainly, and this, this newspaper, again, this is a parody newspaper. Think about it this way. This isn't even an attack on the mainstream media. This is an attack on satire. This is a direct attack at creativity. That's what is radical Islamic fundamentalism is targeting now. Creativity. It would be the same as attacking The Daily Show with Jon Stewart or David Letterman or Jimmy Fallon or anybody else for doing creative speech, for making fun, for doing a joke about Islam. Because God forbid we do a joke about something. And that's just one of my many hundreds of problems with religions in general is that we take them so seriously and people in their faith take it so seriously that they can't even laugh at it. We can't even laugh at our own silliness. And that is no more evident in the Islamic community than, well, just look at the results. Look at what happens. Anybody does a depiction of Muhammad and it's just outrage. We, the Islamic people, they get uh, offended by uh, South Park. You know, the Scientologists do the same thing. But they don't do it with violence. They just, you know, threaten to, I don't know, do something horrible to the network. But all these religions, they all take themselves way too seriously. It's just that radical Islam exists, and so everyone's afraid of it. And so that's, that's the thing. Religion is built on fear. That's what a lot of it is built upon. And in this case, it's built on the fear of getting blown up or destroyed because, oh, you, you dare to poke fun at us. It's crazy. We'll keep you apprised of that situation, though, as uh, more s stuff develops from France. Meantime, um, I mentioned Bill Cosby is still in the news. Another day, another woman comes forward claiming that Bill Cosby did terrible things to her. And I haven't really talked about this. Uh, this has been... This is one of those stories that first started probably 20 years ago, maybe even more. I remember back in the 90s, some woman came forward and said that Bill Cosby had fathered a child and, uh, and then just like there were claims and then it just sort of all disappeared like you didn't hear about it again. And then there was another claim maybe 10 years ago about Bill Cosby doing something, raping a woman or, or allegedly raping a woman. And then that disappeared. You didn't hear about that again. And I, I sort of think maybe there was a settlement or there was some kind of thing that happened. It's kind of like the Michael Jackson stuff. Like you heard a couple like trickles of these little stories would just come out like these. You'd hear about it once in a while and then it would just disappear. It would get swept under the rug and then you wouldn't hear about it again. 
And now there's just dozens of women that have come forward saying that Bill Cosby in some form or another had an inappropriate relationship with them or molested slash raped them or drugged them or any combination thereof. And and yet this guy is still, he's not in jail. Somehow Bill Cosby is still roaming about the planet a free man. What is he, 78 years old? However old he is, he's still out there roaming around, still just uh, doing his thing. Although he has had to flee to Canada. I did notice that. He was in Ontario the other day and doing his comedy routine I don't know where this was, some some theater. This I don't think he was in Toronto, but he was in some obscure place in Toronto, or in uh, Ontario, rather. I know, every time I think of, all I can think of is Toronto in Canada. Some cold place in Ontario, and uh, Bill Cosby made his appearance there, and I guess there are supporters still. There are still fans. There are still people that think, oh, well, I'm going to show up. I don't care. I don't care what he did. And to further this point, they even got a hold of some people. And you have to hear, these are the people that are still defending Bill Cosby, despite the overwhelming amount of individuals that have come forward claiming rape or inappropriate sexual conduct or uh, just a horde of other things that this guy did. So here are some people uh, outside of this uh, performance. Uh, they were fans, I guess, that are going to show up this is in Canada, and they're about to see Bill Cosby, and someone asked them, oh, what do you think of uh, all these allegations? What do you think of Bill Cosby right now? I like his comedy. I like his education. I like all what he said. I used to watch his show because I was young, so I love him. So that's why I'm going to see him. Wait. Wow. I like his comedy. I like what he has to say. I think he's funny. I, I used to watch his show. What did they get? Just People from India? Is that what they had to do? They had to just get people from India who probably, you know, uh, haven't really heard about the controversy. They just know Bill Cosby is America's dad or the guy that did the the dumb stand-up comedy routine in the 70s. They think of Cosby, they, Rudy! You know, they think of that guy. Theo, did you do your homework? <laughs> the kids, they listen to the rap music, which gives them the brain damage. They think of that guy. They think that's the Cosby they're thinking of. Apparently they had to get people from India. I don't know. People are judging him wrongly. I believe that if somebody, if something happened to you now, deal with it now. If you go back to past, then it is not good. Wait, if, so, if something happened to you now, deal with it now. Why are you going back to past? Because they were raped in the past. Why are you going back to the past? I don't know, because maybe the guy that's on stage performing for you was a creeper and an alleged rapist, an alleged statutory rapist or whatever. Maybe that's why we're going back to it. It could have come forward 10 years ago because lots of people were doing it already 10 years ago. Why did they all wait just to write at once? <laughs> oh my God. This is the kind of attitude. This is why a lot of women are afraid to come forward whenever they uh, get raped or whenever something bad happens because there's that attitude. Well, you know, why they all come forward? No, I mean, if this happened, uh, you know, at 
10 or 30 years ago. Why did you all wait to come forward at once? Ha ha ha. Maybe because, you know, it's one of those things that it's a it's a traumatic situation. Or maybe they were young, young and dumb. And, you know, you, you, you see Bill Cosby and you're in this, it's, you know, picture it. It's like 1975, which is when some of these allegations started, even before that. You know, it's the 70s. And Bill Cosby is this rising star. He's, he's you know, got this comedy tour going. He's on TV. He's appearing in different shows. And uh, this is before even the Cosby show hit. But he's still, he's a rising star. And here you are, you're a, a 16 or 18 or 20 year old girl. And, uh, you know, this guy uh, influences you. He, he says, oh, why don't you come over? And maybe he slips you something in, in your drink. And maybe, you know, you have this relationship with him. And, but you know that it's wrong. But, you know, it's one of those things where you're, you're swept up. You, you're Again, you're 16 years old. Like, I mean, some of these people are, that are accusing him of this stuff are 16, 17, 18 year olds. And um, I'm sorry, but it doesn't make what he did right. And listen, I, I'm sure there may or may, there may be people that came forward that are just um, that, you know, nothing illegal happened. OK, but they, you know, but they may regret the relationship or whatever. And they're coming forward and glomming onto this. And maybe those people shouldn't. But even if half of the stories are true. Even if half of this, even if a third of what's being said is true, hell, even if one of them is true, it's wrong. It's, this guy is a scumbag. That's the point. And you know, the best part about the Bill Cosby thing is, Bill Cosby is always, he's always been one of these people that's a morality monitor type. He's the guy that says what's right and what's wrong. He's the person that's always coming forward trying to tell people, oh, the media, TV and radio are going into the toilet and it's all becoming filthy. And, uh, you know, I remember when things were a lot cleaner and the airwaves were a lot cleaner. Yeah, well, I remember when people didn't rape people, Bill. I remember when people didn't take advantage of young women, young girls, not just women, young girls. I remember when that used to be the case. And then you came along. Nothing worse than a hypocrite like that. You always have to be really leery of someone that comes forward and preaches morality and ethics and talks about how, oh, society today, uh, TV and radio are just filthy now. Blah, blah. Whenever someone is just that consumed with morality and all that, you kind of have to wonder why. And they always turn out to be big time hypocrites, at least in the case of Bill Cosby. And there have been others, too. These morality monitor types. Just like those focus on the family guys that are always coming out and talking about, I, this show, Family Guy and South Park or The Simpsons, it's all body humor and terrible. And you wonder what's in their background. Like, why are they so involved in what's on TV and what's on the radio? Why not just worry about your own life and let other people watch what they want to watch and do what they want to do? And Bill Cosby's the same way. Why Why was he such a, uh, just one of these morality monitors? Why? Oh, because he's an unscrupulous dick. That's why. But these supporters are, are even worse than he is. I heard of it. 
there's no evidence and I don't know if you can do that. So. Well, until they prove him guilty, I ain't gonna say nothing to anything because there's a lot of this went on before and it all gets swept under the rug somewhere along the line. What does that even mean? Well, I'm not gonna, you know, say nothing bad until they prove him guilty and a lot of this happened and they swept it under the rug. What is he even saying? Has the cold completely frozen the brains of all these people in Canada? I, I don't know. Must be. Well, you know, I don't care. I, whatever. They, they say they don't have really a lot of evidence. They didn't really, you know, until they convicted me, I'm not going to say nothing. Yeah, well, OJ didn't get convicted of murder either, but we all know he did it. DNA was all over the place. I mean, we killed two people and now he's in jail for 30 years but something unrelated and basically he's in jail for killing people because that's kind of how the justice system works I guess I mean he ultimately got justice I understand that if one person comes forward 40 years later and says he did something horrible to me you know you might be able to rationalize it but when 30 or 40 different people come forward, independent of one another, all with somewhat similar stories, and a lot of them talk about being drugged, and then you have a guy that did, in his stand-up comedy routine, he did bits about drugging people. This is from, what is this from? This is from like 1969 or 1970. This is a, like 45 years ago, Bill Cosby talking about a Spanish fly, which is something you slip in a girl's drink and, you know, you can do whatever. This is, this is the guy that people are defending. These are the jokes that he used to make. When I was 13, man, start talking about weird things. <laughs> no, really, stand on a corner. You know anything about Spanish fly? What? Spanish fly. It always happens when you're 13. Only when you're 13 on up to like when you get married. Guys stand around and talk about Spanish fly. And it never starts with one of the guys on the corner. It's always some strange 13-year-old who says, You know what? You know anything about Spanish fly? No, tell me about it. Well, there's this girl, Crazy Mary. You put some in her drink, man. She... Yeah, Spanish fly. Oh, yeah, that's really groovy, man. Spanish fly is groovy. Yeah, boy. I mean... And, and this bit goes on for quite a while. But, I mean, here he is joking about Spanish fly. And that's fine. I mean, you know, nothing more huge in comedy than, uh, than drugging women jokes. I mean, that's great. But the thing is that um, I don't care what you joke about. I mean, there's people that have told child molester jokes and they're not child molesters. That's fine. It doesn't matter what you joke about. What matters is, is here's the guy that's accused of doing exactly what he was talking about in his stand-up act. It's kind of hard to ignore that. And it's kind of hard to ignore the fact that he talks about it. And I don't know, three or four dozen women come forward and say that he did just that. So I don't know. Uh, maybe it's me. But I think the guy is uh, creepy. And he very well could be. It certainly sounds like he's a rapist. And it sounds like he may even be a pedophile. So... Uh, if nothing else, I mean, even if he didn't do anything illegal, which i telling you right now, I don't buy that for a second. But even if he didn't, he is a creepy, creepy dude. 
You know what? I have to hear that again. I have to hear these explanations. I just can't believe people are this stupid. I mean, I can believe it because, you know, we hear it all the time, but it's hard to imagine that people are this dumb. I like his comedy. I like his education. I like all what he... I like his what? I don't even know what he's... I like his education. I like his... I like his comedy. I like the way that he slips women uh, drugs. I've I've taken his sexual advice for years. I like his comedy. I like his education. I like... His occasion. Or what he said. I used to watch his show since I was young, so I love him. So that's why I'm going to see him. I used to watch his show, and I love him, so that's why I'm going. I used to watch his show, so that's why I'm going to go see him. Many hours spent working at Microsoft Deck Support. I would. Uh, we'd have a TV on in there, and people are judging him wrongly. I believe that if somebody, if something happened to you now, deal with it now. If you go back to past, then it is not good. Yeah. If, uh, so if I believe people are judging. Yeah. If something happened in the past. So with that rationale, you know what? Hitler, not so bad. Not so bad. Well, it happened in the past. So, you know, I believe if it happened now, deal with it now. Don't worry about what happened in the past. Oh, I, I, they must have found the dumbest people possible. These are the dumbest people. Canada, you should be ashamed of yourselves for allowing people this stupid in your country. This this is, wow. They could have come forward 10 years ago because oh, yeah. lots of people were doing it already 10 years ago. <sighs> Why did they all wait just to write at once? Right at once. <laughs> Why did he wait till right at once, eh? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Why did they? Why did these women wait so long? You're right. You're right, dude. Why would they do that? Oh my God. Oh. It's like these are these are rednecks without the obvious redneck. Hey, you know, you got if it's, you get raped, you got you only got ten minutes to come forward. That's how it works. Oh. Now I'm mad that I even listen to this. I heard of it. There's no evidence, and I don't know if you can do that. So. Well, until they There's no evidence, and I don't know if you can do that. So, like these people just—they just say non sequiturs. They just trail off. Even they don't believe it. I heard of it, but uh, there's no evidence. I don't know. How's the weather? I mean, it's, they just went off into a different direction, and then this guy. Prove him guilty. I ain't gonna say nothing to anything because there's a lot of this went on before and it all gets swept under the rug somewhere along the line. If it gets swept under the rug, that doesn't mean it goes away, dude. He's saying, oh, it happened before and, you know, it got swept under the rug then. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just how these things kind of go sometimes. You know, Michael Jackson molested some a whole bunch of kids and it got swept under the rug and then it came up again. That's how these things kind of go. That's what happens when you drug women and you have, you know, and you molest them, allegedly. That's what happens. This guy, I love this guy. Oh, you know, it got swept under the rug and what a... Wow. Until they prove him guilty, I ain't going to say nothing. To oh, yeah. Anything because there's a lot of this went on before and it all gets swept under the rug somewheres along the line. We'll get swept under the rug somewheres along the line, eh? You know, I mean, 
I ain't not gonna say nothing. I mean, it happened before, and that's that's what that's what happens. Things come up again because you know more people come forward with different independent accounts of things that happened. This is how people get away with stuff because that guy appears on a jury. That guy says just that. Oh well, you know. There's no evidence, and I don't know if you can. <laughs> There's no evidence, and I don't know if you could do. <laughs> Until they prove him guilty, I ain't gonna say nothing. No. Anything because there's a lot of this went on before, and it all gets swept under the rug somewheres along the line. Oh yeah, you know. And I, why don't you just say that to one of the women that came forward? Maybe, maybe they'd have a, a very similar uh, attitude to you. I'd love to see that guy confront. Um, hey, uh, why didn't you come forward uh, 10 or 20 years ago, eh? Or 30 years? You know, you had all this time to come forward. Now you're coming forward. What's the point? I mean, he's almost dead anyways, like 80 years old. Why would you come forward? No, you could have milked this call for all it's worth, eh? You want some maple syrup and Canadian bacon and milk in a bag, eh? I don't know, Canada. This does not reflect well on you. I had forgiven you for Celine Dion, but I don't know. This is... I don't know. It all gets swept under the rug or some such somewheres down the line, eh? How about them maple leaves? How they doing right now? All right, I think... I think we'll be back. I don't even know. I all get swept under the... Are there people really this dumb on this planet? If so, get me out of here, okay? I'm, I'm done. The Zip Code Famous. Michael Graff Show. It's down in this. I've got to make this life make sense. Can anyone tell what I've done? Code Famous Michael Graff Show, Friday, January 9th, 2015. It's times like this, I'm really embarrassed to be from this state. Not as embarrassed as I would be to be from Canada after that last segment. Although, actually, I don't know. This is this definitely rivals it in terms of stupidity. So, I guess now, our um, about five years ago, 2010, we passed a law in this state about ethnic studies in the classroom and the voters of this state being the well-informed and enlightened individuals that they are they feel that oh my god if we dare teach any ethnic studies that means we'll be teaching about them mexicans in the classroom and we can't have that yeehaw but the repercussions of that go even further down the line because now apparently music 
certain kinds of music are considered ethnic studies, I guess. And uh, any, I mean, anything that's diverse whatsoever can't be taught in the classroom. What I mean here, this is from Tucson, where our state superintendent of public instruction, John Hoopenthal, by the way, a Republican, thanks, uh, state of Arizona, um, he says that uh, the use of the band Rage Against the Machine and their politically charged music is, is off limits in the classroom. In a note, I love this, in a note of non-compliance complaint that was sent to the Tucson District uh, last week, Hoopenthal argued that Rage Against the Machine and uh, their 1992 single, Take the Power Back, a song that was being taught as part of a Mexican-American history lesson, defied the restrictive law. An introduction to hip-hop essay penned by rapper KRS-One that's used in an English class was also cited as a violation. So... Hip-hop and rock or alternative from the 90s. Apparently that's out. Hoopenthal pointed to the lyrics of Take the Power Back, noting that the type of content was forbidden in Arizona classrooms and that courses that taught it were breaking the law. That is, classes are working to promote the overthrow of the government and that... um, Resentment toward a race or class of people while advocating um, ethnic solidarity instead of the treatment of pupils as individuals. So he's saying that that's what that's all about. That take the power back. It's all about ethnic solidarity. I mean, forgive me, but uh, isn't isn't it kind of weird that uh, a guy who sort of aligns himself with the Tea Party people, um, you know, uh, and and how they're all about, you know, taking over the government or, or, you know, limiting the government or whatever. And now he's coming out and saying, no, 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 it's bad to teach that kind of thing. Oh, I, I know why. I know why. Because Rage Against the Machine guitarist Tom Morello is like a real, he's like one of these sort of, well, he's a real liberal guy. And he's kind of anti-government. He's anti-government. He's kind of a liberal dude. I mean, like, I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't know what politics really has to do with it, except for the fact that the, our state superintendent of public instruction is making it about politics. Thanks a lot. I don't know. Whatever. Thanks a lot, Arizona. Once again, an embarrassment. By the way, Tom Morello took to Twitter... He's in on the controversy. He says, quote, uh, he says the lyrics are, quote, only dangerous if you teach it right. Look, I'm not a fan of Rage Against the Machine, but I mean, who cares? If you want to teach it in an ethnic studies class or not even an ethnic study, if you want to teach it in a class and you're talking about music that's fighting the power, I mean, what about all those songs against Vietnam? Is it still okay for us to teach that? That's probably okay because they were probably done by a bunch of white dudes and it was the 60s and that's totally okay. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what our state's... This is Arizona. I love this state for a lot of reasons and I hate it for probably just about as many. (sighs) 
Now, I don't totally agree with everything that this teacher said. The teacher here, by the way, he he's upset. Uh, what's his name? Uh, da, 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 da. Um, trying to see. He got oh, Corey Jones is the teacher. He teaches Mexican American history. He told Rolling Stone magazine that although he wasn't surprised by um, Hoopenthal's comment, he was quote a little embarrassed to live in a state with these politics. He explained that the purpose of Take Back the Power was from a social justice perspective and that the course was simply, quote, designed to encourage students to want to change the world for the better. God, that's a terrible message. What an awful message. Now, here's the part I don't I don't agree with. Okay, he says, quote, Arizona's becoming a more fascist state. I don't know about that. I don't know about a more fascist state. I, I think this state is just this state is just wacky. Okay, we have really insane people in power here. Look, we just elected uh, an ice cream guy. We just elected the guy that founded Cold Stone as our governor, which is probably no more crazy than a, a professional wrestler or an actor. But still, we put in a guy. Now, of course, the guy running against him was not really any better choice. It's just that... You have to look at who we're putting into power in this state. But he does say, and I, this is a, a part I will agree with, wh- quote, when you're banning and censoring material for a state that proclaims local control, for a state that proclaims so much freedom, and yet in Phoenix, you're having one of the highest elected officials of the state comb through my curriculum and say, this is illegal, you can't teach that, the contradictions are glaring. And that's true. I know there's a lot of you out there, or maybe there's a, I don't know if there's a lot, but there's, I know there's a portion of you out there, the get off my lawn types that are sitting there going, why in the world are they teaching rage against the machine in the public schools? I thought it was about reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's what it's all about. Hey, let's tell you what a damn hip is with your music. And you... Look, uh, classrooms and, and and studies and curriculums have evolved a little bit past reading, writing, and arithmetic. Now, I, I agree that we don't teach nearly enough of that, and, and our, our school system here in this state uh, is really in the toilet. I believe we are still ranked like 48th in the country in terms of uh, test scores and academia. Which is all the more reason that Hoopenthal should probably be worried about raising the test scores and not combing through some course and making sure that Rage Against the Machine isn't used to try and tie it into uh, social justice. And incidentally, that's I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with teaching about social justice and about people that write music and use music as a, as a form of of communication and of protest. I mean, God forbid we teach about that. Oh my God. Per Hoopenthal's complaint, the district has till March 10th to change the curriculum and or eliminate the courses entirely before 10% of the annual funding is cut, according to Rostroy. So if you violate the law, they just cut the funding to your school and they make your school crappier. 
That's what this state does. So they, if you're not teaching correctly, what they'll do is they'll just make your school even worse. They'll, they'll cut the purse strings. So then you can't teach at all. How much is an apartment in, in Las Vegas? I, I got to get out of this state. Yeah, I'm not one of these guys that goes, I can't stand this state because of like one story. But it's just, this is just story after story like this that is just embarrassing to this state. This state is embarrassing. You know, and I don't get fired up over nothing. And I'm not one of these people that just screams and yells on the air normally anymore. I, I've, I've really sort of mellowed out in my, uh, in my old age. But uh, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what is wrong in this state? We elect these people? I didn't vote for this guy. I just want to make sure I, I point that out. I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for, um, I don't know. I didn't vote for Tom Horn. I didn't vote for any of these people. Yeah, this is the kind of crap that we're getting time and again. And I don't remember his campaign, but I can't imagine that John Hoopenthal ran on the platform of, uh, if you elect me, I'll make sure Rage Against the Machine doesn't get played in our public schools. Again, I'm not a fan. And, and ordinarily, it would be hard for me to think of a reason to play Rage Against the Machine in a public school. But, you know, if you're tying it into social justice and, and music that fights the power or protest songs or whatever, why not? It's a far better example and something that more kids could relate to than, say, I don't know, that awful crap from the 60s. No offense, baby boomers, okay? But that music sucked. Not that Rage Against the Machine is much better but at least it's somewhat more relevant. Anyway, this whole thing is going to going to court. They're, they're seeking to overturn this law. And it's going to go to the Ninth Circuit Court on January 12th, which if it goes there, you can pretty much bet it's going to get overturned. Hey, I'm all for a lot of things that we've done in this state, but stuff like this, I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal, Hoopenthal, all right? I'm going to, John Hoopenthal, I'm going to make you a deal right now, all right? If you get our test scores in this state up, and if, if Arizona ranks number one nationally in academia, you can get rid of whatever the hell you want in schools, okay? Once you've cleaned up all the other problems, do whatever the hell you want. You'll have the credibility behind you. People will support you. Hell, I'd support you. If you got this state from like number 48 to number one, I would sit there and be like, you know what? I don't know if I agree with it, but the guy turned our state around. He made it from one of the worst to the first. So do whatever you're going to do. Until then, shut the hell up. Find a way to raise the standard in this state. Find a way to make it so that kids actually can locate the Gulf of Mexico on a friggin' map. Make it so that Kids actually know um, what happened, you know, like who the first president of the United States was. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing. Arizona should not rank behind Mississippi in education. No offense, Mississippi, but we shouldn't. You know, this state shouldn't rank behind a state where black people had to drink out of separate drinking fountains from white people. And yet we do. You know why? Because we're just about as enlightened as that mentality. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, look, it's not just Arizona that's stupid. Uh, New York is pretty stupid, too. New York has protesters that are going around yelling, it's okay to kill cops, or they want to kill cops, or you took one of ours, we'll take one of yours. That's been going on. We haven't even gotten into that. Like these protesters, these people that are protesting um, the, 
you've got cops that are getting shot now because people are taking on vigilante justice. They walk up to two police cars in New York, or two cops sitting in a police car in New York and shoot them. And you know, I don't always just blindly defend cops. I think cops do a, a, a hell of a job, generally speaking. I think that they do a job. I mean, you have to deal with the most unruly individuals, drunks and wife beaters and Bill Cosby and these kind of people. And then you're suddenly finding yourself literally in the crosshairs when people are taking on vigilante justice because they feel that someone shouldn't have been shot. Somebody who, by all accounts, should have been and was because they wouldn't put down a weapon or because they were armed or because they wouldn't listen to police officers' instructions and then they get shot. And then people get all up in arms about it. And what you should get up in arms about, people, is individuals that decide to pull weapons on cops or individuals that don't listen to police instruction. Now, I'm not saying cops don't make mistakes. I'm not saying that someone hasn't been shot that shouldn't have been or that a situation hasn't always been handled right. And there certainly are dirty cops. I mean, that's why they have IAB, Internal Affairs. So I'm not here to tell you cops are perfect. But under no circumstances should we be out there, you know, committing vigilante justice. Because once you start doing that, things just naturally deteriorate into anarchy. And that's something that none of us need right now. Well, you took one of ours. We're going to take two of yours. And this Mayor de Blasio in New York City isn't doing anyone any favors either. He's like, well, uh, I understand why these people are protesting. How about you just tell them, look, these are law enforcement. Respect law enforcement. Respect the laws of this country, of this state, of this city. Respect laws and respect law enforcement. No, he doesn't say that. Elected official in the largest city in the United States. And he he's just going to add fuel to the fire. Great job. What a dope. And then he wonders why this story happens. So here's a story. A man yelling, quote, I want to kill cops, tried to run down two Port Authority police officers with his car near the entrance of the Holland Tunnel on Wednesday. Matthew Christian Cash, who is a, has an extensive criminal record, of course, was barreling down a restricted fire lane near Varick and Watts streets when um, he barely missed cops patrolling the tunnel. He smashed his silver Audi right into their police cruiser. This is around 8 p.m. Wednesday. After crashing into the cruiser, the unhinged man twice screamed, I want to kill cops, and struggled with officers trying to detain him, according to sources. This is the kind of crap that these protesters are encouraging. Quote, he was putting up a fight, said witness Michael Rosselli. They had to get him into the cruiser. He was kicking at the window, trying to get out. They had medics on standby. So this guy, this anti-cop maniac. Let's see. Oh, he's 24 years old. He was traveling with a female companion who told officers that he received a phone call uh, that seemed to upset him just before he flipped out and sped into the cop car. Yeah, I don't want to make this story out to be something bigger than what it is. And that is a nutbag that decides he's going to drive his car into police because he has some sort of grievance or he has some sort of issue. And I don't want to make it seem like all protesters want to do that. But let's face it, um, that's what it kind of seems like. 
when you're yelling kill cops or you take one of ours, we'll take two of yours. That's the kind of stuff that is going to lead to a really bad situation for us, the citizens. And I want to make sure I emphasize this point because I know that somebody will misinterpret. Even if I emphasize it, people will misinterpret. But I think cops do a really good job most of the time, but they make mistakes. They are people. They're humans, just like anybody else. They screw up. It happens. Okay. That kind of thing happens. Things go wrong. Not, I don't think it went wrong in, in any of these cases in Missouri or anything else. I don't think anything went wrong, but cops have made mistakes and they're not infallible. And when they do make mistakes, that's why there's internal affairs. That's why there's groups that hold their feet to the fire. It's not some vigilante dumbass that decides to drive his car into police officers because that's only going to make it a lot harder for us, the law-abiding citizens, when you start doing crap like that, when you start taking the law into your own hands, when you start deciding to you know, invoke street justice on police, that's what's going to make it harder for us, for everybody else. You think it's a police state now? You think it's bad now, you dumb hippies? Well, uh, just wait until you start driving your cars into cops more often or you keep yelling, kill cops, or you take shots at cops. You think it's bad now, it's going to get a lot worse. That's my point. Because police are always going to win, all right? I mean, you can't, that's just the way it is. You act, people act like police are completely separate and that they're not human beings as well. And that they don't have feelings. They don't have an understanding as to the situation. Cops don't want to kill people. All right. Yeah, there might be a dirty cop here or there. Okay, that does. But generally speaking, cops don't want to kill people. There's a lot of mental ramifications to it. There's a lot of ramifications on your job. You have to go before IAB. You have to go before a psychologist. You have to do all sorts of things. I mean, it's it's a whole menace. It's not like cops just suddenly go, yeah, you know, I'm a cop now, I can kill people. It's not something that you want to do. But when you're forced into a situation, sometimes you have to. And that's just, unfortunately, how it is. But these protesters, man, these guys are just something else. And you know, I know a lot of these people are just people that have a problem with law enforcement in general because maybe they got pulled over or maybe they got a speeding ticket or something. Ah, I got a speeding ticket, so screw the cops, man. Screw you. Why aren't you guys out there arresting Bill Cosby? Why are you chasing after me? And the answer to that is the reason they're not out there arresting Bill Cosby is because Bill Cosby has people like this in his corner. I like his comedy. I like his education. I like all what he said. I used to watch his show since I was young, so... Yeah, those are the people that would be on a jury, so cops aren't even going to bother. They, they know that the guy would get off scot-free. So uh, that's, that's why... Um, that's why that's not happening. Oh, my God. All right. Well, whatever. People protesting cops. That's what it's come down to now. I don't know. I really don't. All right. We still have more coming up. The worst song of the year, 2014. We, uh, you know, we just wrapped up 2014. There was a lot of bad music. The worst song of the year. We'll get to that and a whole lot more still coming up. It's the Zip Code Famous. Michael Groff Show. 
January 9th, 2015. So we just surpassed the new year, and that means a lot of people got pulled over for DUI. I don't know. People still drive drunk despite the fact that states continue to toughen up DUI laws. I don't know. It's it's one of those things that I always find really weird. I guess it's one of those things I'll never get. Um, why people continue to do that sort of thing, but whatever. Uh, always good to see different excuses people have for driving under the influence. Uh, here's a guy from New Jersey who gets pulled over and he says, he says uh, after he got busted on New Year's Eve, he shouldn't be charged because quote, everyone drives drunk. According to a police report, Daniel Pratt's was stopped around midnight after an officer saw him go through a stop sign in Vineland. He says, quote, it's New Year's Eve, everyone drives drunk. Pratt also was cited uh, for refusal to take a breathalyzer test and reckless driving. Um, they couldn't apparently reach the guy for comment. It's New Year's Eve, man. Everybody's driving drunk, man. It's just the, it's the way it is, man. Yeah. Well, that's that's one of those excuses I've never heard before. Um, we always like to encourage people to, if you are going to drive drunk, at least come up with a really good reason, a really good excuse, um, something that makes it newsworthy. So at least it's good show material. I like that a lot. All right. So we just finished up the year 2014. And as always, you know how I love lists. It's time to do it, ladies and gentlemen, the worst songs of 2014. Now, I couldn't just give you one song that's the worst song of the year. I did that last year. Uh, this year, there's just so many. And I want to mention, before we get into the list, I understand people are going to submit songs to me because they think I missed one. Trust me, I went through hundreds of songs, hundreds of possible candidates. There's a lot of songs that are bad. 
Okay, we all know the music industry, the music business, it's in decline. They're just not putting out any good music anymore, hardly any. And we all know that a lot of the stuff that's out there is bad. But there's there's a lot of just like standard fare, bad, like mediocre or bad, just your, your usual crap. We went beyond the usual crap. We had to dig deep to find the worst. So now I'm going to give you the three worst songs of the year. But before I do that, just in sort of honor of everyone that... Um, you know, is going to message me and say, you forgot stuff or whatever. Let me give you a few honorable mentions, okay? Here's one. Uh, this is an honorable mention for one of the worst songs of 2014. Uh, this is something by uh, Ray Lynn, and this is called God Made Girls. One of your typical country crap songs. But it's it hits all the country cliches and then Somebody's so. gotta wear a pretty skirt. Somebody's gotta be the one to flirt. Somebody's gotta wanna hold his hands to God made girls. See, it already has all of the classic country. It, it's it's very twangy. It's got a terrible singer, a terrible voice that sounds like she's flirting between five years old and ninety and has that terrible accent. That's not cute. Somebody's gotta make him get dressed up. Give him a reason to wash that truck. Somebody's gotta teach him how to dance. God made We've already mentioned trucks, dancing, and God and girls in a country song, and we already have a little bit of that banjo going in the background. This is good. This is very, very cliche. So this is indeed one of the worst songs of 2014. Raylan, God Made Girls. Yes, I crossed over into other genres because it's not just the pop chart or it's not just R&B or hip hop that makes crappy songs. Although that genre is represented here, as is the case with this next song, um, again, these are songs that very well could have been in the top three. I just had to make a decision. I actually, I hadn't even heard of this artist until of all people, my mom pointed it out. We're out to dinner once a few months ago with the family. My mom brings up, hey, oh, have you seen this uh, this artist, Iggy Azalea? Oh, I saw her on the Today Show. And I'm like, who the hell is that? And she tells me about it. Oh, she's like, uh, she's sweeping the land. She's taking over. I'm like, so I'm getting all of my current music information now from my mother in her 60s. But that should just tell you, you know, I, I'm... My friends, uh, they don't want to listen to this crap. I don't want to listen to this crap. Apparently, though, thank God that my mom's out there, you know, checking out uh, the new music. And um, so that way you could get this as a runner-up for one of the worst songs of 2014. Iggy, Iggy Azalea and Rita Ora, Black Widow. See, it starts out kind of just like normal standard pop crap but oh it gets bad
right We went from nothing to something Like in a loving It was us against the world And now we just fucking It's like I loved you so much And now I just hate you Feeling stupid for all the oh. I gave you I, I don't even know what to think of this So this is uh, some standard garbage Actually this is worse than standard garbage I mean this is um, I thought we kind of got past the whole rap thing a while ago I thought we were kind of getting away from hip hop I actually you know, I thought we were sort of moving more toward just your standard pop-ish sort of occasional, you know, white girl rap or something in songs, but nothing like really, you know, rapish. I, I sort of thought we kind of, as a culture, got past that in like, I don't know, 2002 or something. Apparently not. Evidently, we are still ensconced in whatever the hell culture that is that brought us that kind of stuff. I wonder what the audience is for a song like Black Widow, though. Is it 12-year-old girls? I mean, is that who's really interested in that? Because I can't imagine what parent would actually allow their child to listen to that. And I can't imagine what adult would listen to that and go, man, that is such a good song. I have to hear that. Maybe it's a guy thing. Maybe, you know, I'm a guy. So songs like that, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm in my, you know, 30s and I'm a dude. And so stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know what you have to be wired like or what your hormones have to be to like that. But... Holy God, is that terrible. All right, now this next song, I sat here and was debating whether or not to put on the list for quite a while. Uh, this is Abigail Breslin, You Suck, is the name of the song. And the reason I thought about putting this on the list is because the only thing worse than Taylor Swift is someone that wants to emulate or imitate Taylor Swift. And that's exactly what this does with really terrible lyrics, really cliche crap, a very bad guitar, uh, just... Sounds like the sounds like the freecreditreport.com song actually. I was in a bind. Fall behind on my credit. I hate your dumb tattoo. I wish you'd fly to the moon. Oh, yeah. There are no girls to use or screw over. I'm laughing because I lied, you know. I said you sound like all time low. You really don't, even though you try. Sings through her nose. Awful. I bet you're gonna hear this song. I bet you're gonna sing along and tell your friends how I'm obsessed with you. Oh. And I bet you didn't. Why why would if if he if you're singing this to a guy, why would he hear the song and sing along and then say that you're obsessed with him? Especially if it's a song where you tell him that he sucks. Like the whole thing, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, I mean, sorry, not to break down the lyrics too much of these uh, god-awful songs, but I mean, that's what makes this so bad. I mean, that's part of why these songs get on the list in the first place. It's not just because they're bad. It's because they're bad on so many levels, including the lyrics. That sucks is this song. So she hates the scar above the shoehorn of the lyrics. 
um, his eye because he looks like a drug dealer. Because scars above your eye make you look like a drug dealer, apparently. So I must look like a drug dealer because I have a scar over my right eye. Hmm. Interesting. This is interesting philosophy. Overall, you're not a cash or just a dumbass bleach in your head. A cash or just a... Ah. What? What was that? What was that? Hold on, let me back up. What was that? Oh, you're not a cash register. A cash register? A cash register? Is that what she said? You're not a cash register? Overall, you're not a cash register. Dumb ass bleach in your hair. Well, I hope it all falls out. And it falls out. I bet you're gonna- Just another one of these songs about a, a jaded chick that is saying to a guy, hey man, you really suck because, and, and all that stuff I told you, well, it's actually wrong. I lied to you. So I'm actually telling you that I'm just as bad a person as I'm telling you that you are because I lied to you and now I'm wishing terrible things happen to you. But that's a good message. What a, what a positive, uplifting message that is. There was that song, Selfie. The Chainsmokers, that song. So that, that you know, do you want to hear a little bit of it? If you didn't hear it, all right, here, hold on. Here's a little bit of the song Selfie. Just a very repetitious thing. He's at the table. I kept on seeing him look at me while he's with that other girl. Do you think he was just doing that to make me jealous? Because he was totally texting me all night last night, and I don't know if it's a booty call or not. So... Like, what do you think? Do you, did you think the girl's pretty? How did that girl even get in here? Do you see her? She's wow. so short and that dress is so tacky. Who wears cheetah? It's not even summer. Why is the DJ keep on playing summertime sadness? After the bathroom, can we go to the cigarette? I really need one. But first, let me take a selfie. Wow. Again, I want to mention, not on the list. That's how bad the three that are on the list happen to be. Let me take a selfie. Hold on, let me take a cyanide pill. Uh. Can you guys help me pick a filter? I don't know if I should go with XX Pro or Valencia. I want to look tan. What should my caption be? I want it to be clever. How about living with my bitches, hashtag live. I only got 10 likes in the last five minutes. Do you think I should take it down? Let me take another selfie. All right, so that, you know, earlier in the show, I said maybe I should move to Vegas or something. Maybe I should because I want to get out of this state because the state embarrasses me. This country is starting to embarrass me because this is the kind of music we're putting out. There is not a, a chance in the world that other countries are putting out music this bad. Well, then again, let me think about this. Germany had like this love affair with David Hasselhoff. Like he's like a really popular musical artist over there. So... I don't know, I can't go to Germany. And I know Canada was, you know, that that was the country that spawned Celine Dion, so we can't do that. Um, what about, um, I mean, France, I mean, they just got blown up by terrorist attacks. I don't know if I can go over there. Um, England has terrible food. Um, really, I mean, just god-awful food. And, and their music is, their music's pretty bad, too, now that I think about it. Actually, I don't know, maybe... Maybe I should just move to like Mars or maybe invest in 
setting up a base of operation on the moon. So I don't have to hear this crap. Of course, I would still get the signals from Earth. I don't know. It's got to be something. <laughs> got to be something. This, this is getting worse every single year, isn't it? All right. Now it is time for us to delve into the three worst songs of 2014. You've heard the runners up. There's a lot of others. But uh, these are absolutely just even the crappiest of the crappy. Here we go. Number three. Believe it or not, she's still making music. It's Avril Lavigne. Hello Kitty. Doing a very bad butchering of the Japanese language. What's with all the squealing? She trying to do the Kesha thing or the Oh, OMFG? Oh. Okay, hold on. I'm going to try and get through this. I'm sorry. The video for this song has like Japanese chicks in it. And apparently this is the only place that would probably ever play this song is Japan. Maybe she's trying to appeal to the Hello Kitty fans. This is probably the time to point out that Avril Lavigne, when she first came out, kind of was the pop rock punk skater girl chick. And, I mean, she was kind of almost, she's kind of almost cool when she came out. And I just realized she's from Canada. So, yeah, Canada's way out. But Canada is not doing well on the show tonight. Canada and Arizona are taking big hits on the show tonight. Poor Japanese. Like this, this video has depiction of Japanese people. Of course, you know they're all dressed the same and made to look the same. You know because that's what Japanese people are, right? Avril. Meow. What is this song even about? I mean, I, I know it's about spin the bottle and all that. Isn't Avril Lavigne like thirty something years old? Isn't she like my age almost? And she's still talking about spinning the bottle and having sleepover and then. Come, come, kitty, kitty. I don't know what that's even about. Who knows? What is that song even about? It's probably, I know it's about sex and getting boned or masturbating. I don't even know. It's something like that. Oh, all right. Moving on. Number two for the year. Worst song of 2014. Number two, it's um, 
Uh, this this is really just one of those that I can't even fathom how it got popular. It's Megan Trainer, all about that bass. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size two, but I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do. Cause I got that boom, boom that all the boys chase. All the right junk in all the right places I see the magazines working at Photoshop We know that shit ain't real, come on now make it stop If you got beauty, beauty, just raise them up Cause every inch of you is perfect from the bottom to the top Yeah, my mama, she told me don't worry about your size Did I miss something? Did we suddenly go back to 1957? when doo-wop was popular. Did I miss that? Because last I checked, doo-wop is not hip, not cool, not edgy. It's not in. You know how every so many, every maybe 15 years, bell bottoms make a comeback or, you know, sometimes uh, the, the 80s fashions sometimes make a, a, a comeback or at least a little bit of, of something, you know, some retro thing. I don't remember doo-wop making that comeback. <laughs> Uh, and then the song, of course, it's all about, hey, um, I'm all about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that being big. I'm not a skinny girl, treble. I guess that's the metaphor here. Yeah. You know, because I'm not a size two and them skinny bitches. Yeah. That's great. And you're supposed to be happy with who you are and blah, blah, blah. And that's yeah, that's wonderful and that's fantastic. And I, I realize it appeals to most of America who is obese and that's fine. And nobody cares about that part except for the fact that, um, you know, looking at Megan Trainer, she's not Fantasia Barino. She's not Rosie O'Donnell. She's not Melissa Etheridge. She's not this massive hulking chick. She's not 500 pounds. She's not a size two. She's like a size six. Big deal. A lot of people bigger than you, honey. A lot of people bigger. But she's like, hey, uh, I'm all about that bass. No this is just one of those songs in so many levels that just offends me. And I don't mean offend like I'm offended by the message because I'm not offended by anything. I just mean it offends my ears. It offends my senses. I get the chills because of how bad it is. I hear it on the radio and I go, who the hell is listening to this? And who the hell thinks that's good? And why? And it's so repetitive and it's just this. And I'd figure a song that's all about the bass would have a lot of bass in it. But as it turns out, it doesn't have a lot of bass. <laughs> and that leads us up to the number one song of the year, the worst song of 2014. And I warned you about this artist back in 2010. It's a YouTube video that I've had up for a while. No one ever watched it, but... It's from my show back in September of 2010. I warned you about this chick. I tried to tell you this was this was a trend that was coming. And here we are more than four years later. And she's made it to the number one song of the year. The worst song of 2014. It's Nicki Minaj, Anaconda. Anaconda don't buy Anaconda don't. My Anaconda don't want none unless you got Boys, wait, wait, wait. 
living to Detroit. Big dope selling money. He was getting some coins. Was the shootouts with the Lord, but he lived in a palace. Bought, bought me Alexander McQueen. He was keeping me stylish. Now that's real, real, real. This song does everything that a Nicki Minaj song does to absolutely piss people off and make you hate music and then goes the extra mile. Yes, it's got your sampling of another artist. It's got uh, it's got Sir Mix-a-Lot in it, which, you know, that's great. I'm sure he's very happy to come out of retirement. The, uh, you know, I'm sure it's great that that one song that he did all those years ago, that baby got back. I'm, I'm glad that he's still making a little bit of money off of it. And then um, terrible rhyming. She mentions Detroit, which of course you have to do because it shows you how tough you are. And she talks about how she's playing some dude. And oh yeah, she's very tough. Bitch, I came just to kill. Yeah. a lot. That's good. I'm sure, he, again, he's very happy. can't take it anymore oh my god all right well there you have it those are the worst songs of the year 2014 yeah i um well it's just another terrible year for music terrible year for everybody involved terrible year for society thank you very much for participating i feel bad for us as humans that that's the kind of stuff that we're listening to now. But um, I don't know. I, uh, I wept a little during that segment. There's tears streaming down my face right now. I'm not going to fib. I feel pretty, feel pretty bad about this segment in general. And it kind of makes me go, I returned for this. And I'm sure you're thinking the same thing right now. You're going, oh, my God. Please. Disappear. I'll pay you to go away. And speaking of that, you can do so. You know, you can donate to us, groffshowgmail.com. That's also the email address for this show. Uh, all of our contact information is up at michaelgroff.com. <laughs> Nicki Minaj is that artist that I dubbed her song. What was that song uh, where she sampled Annie Lennox? 
What was that? Let me see if I have it still. Oh yeah, she did Your Love. There it is. And it was the worst I I a listener said it was the worst song ever and I happen to agree. But I I have to admit that song right there that Anaconda makes it seem so much worse. And I do want to mention, I'm going to put this out there. I want to say Taylor Swift and her song Shake It Off, that was going to be on this list. There were so many others that I wanted to put on, but they were just it was almost like it was too cliche to put it on there. But make no mistake, uh, Kesha, Timber, that song, uh, I was going to put that on there. Um, let me see. I have, a, I have a whole list here. Like, literally, there's there's a hundred songs on this list. And there were probably more. You know, Psy had a song out this last year, too. But since I don't think it made it to the charts or anything, if I remember right... Maybe it did. I don't know. That was another guy I was going to put on there. I just felt bad for Cy, so I decided to keep him off the list. Poor guy. So many bad songs. All right, we'll see you next time. Another edition of the Zip Code Famous Michael Graff Show back on Monday. Good night, everybody.